to buy positive. These are your hosts, Mari and MD. And today we will be talking about a very recent favorite. Yeah. A documentary that made us both cry like little babies. <laughs> and if you are a queer person uh, who has access to Netflix, you probably know which one we're talking about. <laughs> it's the documentary called A Secret Love by Chris Bolan. Uh, produced by Ryan Murphy, of course, Ryan Murphy. Um, Glee, Glee, Ryan Murphy, Pose. and Pose Ryan Murphy, which is like American, better than... What is it? American Horror Story? Oh, yeah, also, yeah. And I the think. assassination of Gianni Versace. He did a bunch of stuff. He's getting better. He's, since Glee, he's, uh, you know, he's grown up. <laughs> but yeah, um, A Secret Love. So, what is A Secret Love? Do you want to explain the story? Um, so, it's a documentary. Yeah. And should we say spoiler alert? Yeah, spoiler alert because we're going to talk about it. But I mean, it's been spoiled a lot already. Mm. Uh, and I think even if you know what's going to happen, it's worth it if you haven't watched it yet. Yeah, it's definitely about the experience and not finding out what happens. Yeah, because it's like kind of obvious what happens. Also, it's a documentary. Yeah, about a couple, two women, um, Terry and Pat. The thing is that they come out to their family as a couple. Mm-hmm. The plot twist is that they have been together for over 60 years already. 66 and a half or something? So, um, yeah, when they come out. So, like, tell you, like, they're not the youngest uh, at that point. Uh, like, they're nearing 90, mm-hmm. I think. And they were known, like, you know, living together because it was easier... There were single women living together. Mm-hmm. No, actually, they were a couple. And so it turns out that when they started coming out to their family, one of their, I think, now few, I mean, family member, uh, who was an actor, decided to maybe try to make a documentary to tell that story. Yeah. They thought it was worse. Was he an actor? Yeah. Yeah. He was okay. an actor. I, I mean, based on the interview, mm-hmm. the article that we need to link. Yeah. And so he decided to film them, and they, ex- they agreed. Mm. And it was hard for them at the beginning because they didn't think that that would be interesting for anyone. Yeah, because to them it was just their story. Yeah. He did that, and he did that over like seven years. Mm. And because he, I mean, he was not alone. There was also um, like a crew with him. But I think because of that, he was very much involved in their life, very much welcome. And Mm. you have like great, very uh, important moments filmed. You can really see their journey. And also, what is interesting is that Terry was already like a bit of a star mm. because she played baseball in the late forties. So mm. it's it's in the U.S. of course, and I mean actually she's a Canadian. Yeah, but, so it happens in Canada and the U.S. Yeah. And she was on the one of the players from like the baseball female baseball league that she's existed back then. Basically, one of the people that a league of their own, own yeah is based on. Yeah, the movie. The movie. So she was already like kind of the star of the family. I mean, at least they're special in the family for that. Yeah, and lo and behold, the person who played softball and then baseball turned out to be a lesbian. <laughs> I mean, and their first date with her um, very, very long time girlfriend and uh, spoiler alert, then wife. Uh, <laughs> their first date was at um, at um, ice skating. Because apparently, what I understand is that Pat played uh, hockey, hockey. Hockey, yeah, because it's like both Canadian and gay. Yeah. So. It's a little bit stereotypical for the, for the beginning. 
Yeah, but I mean, they they started like dating in the 40s. Yeah. So their entire journey is basically documented throughout the years of like the, you know, the times when queer people were persecuted by law, then sort of the easing up of these laws, then eventually marriage equality in Canada, and then eventually the United States. Mm-hmm. So they really lived through like a lot of recent history. <laughs> yeah. And, and the documentary starts when they're trying to decide whether or not they should uh, leave the house. And go to a nursing home. Yeah, because basically Terry's health is deteriorating. Mm. She has Parkinson's disease, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so it starts there. And with them visiting Terry's family in Canada, um, because mostly Pat's family is estranged and everyone is dead and her brother doesn't want to talk to her because she's gay. Um, you know, because when you're 90, like, just completely makes sense to do that. Uh, so, uh, a last, uh, thing, um, so, they, um, they go to, uh, they start when they go to, uh, sort of visit Terry's family, mm-hmm. um, to also maybe look at nursing homes, uh, where, where, where they live in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's, that's the beginning of the documentary. Yeah, and the documentary goes through sort of the retelling of their coming out story through their points of view and also the point of view of uh, Terry's niece. Mm-hmm. Who's like like almost like a daughter. Almost like a daughter because her parents were not great. Um, so, and it, it also, it really shows, I mean, to me it was super interesting because that's my PhD topic as you so pointed out. I wasn't, I, w- I didn't even know why I was so interested in it and until you <laughs> pointed it out to me. But um, it's that, first of all, there's different perspectives on this coming out story. And second, is this idea of, oh, we have to go back and rethink the entire story we had in our heads and incorporate this new element that's super important. Because before we thought, oh, you know, Auntie Pat and Auntie Terry were just really good friends and they just lived together because it was cheap, because they were Canadians in the U.S. And safer. And safer and blah, blah, blah. They were both secretaries. They both wore lipstick, like, you know, and they both dated men at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them was, like, engaged uh, to a guy who got yeah. ran over by a tractor or something. I mean, Pat was engaged to several guys. And all of them died tragically. Yeah. And was, all of that was before the met, actually. Yeah, but the idea is like... There was they, no beard, but I guess. No, I don't think so, no. Yeah. They have to like go back and rethink their entire story and be like, oh my god, that makes so much sense now when you add sort of the gay element into it. Yeah. Now we have to rethink the entire narrative we've had in our family. And I mean, that's your PhD because... Yeah, my PhD is about narratives and how they change after coming out. So it was very interesting to see that. Also to see that in the context of history in the context of the queer rights movements, um, in also the context of different types of family. Yeah, but yeah, the thing is that when you see at the beginning, the coming out was pretty recent, mm-hmm. and you can see that, well, their, their family, Terry's family, doesn't really get what's happening. They are missing, like, a huge piece of the puzzle. Yeah, especially her niece. Yeah, because, like, you know, they want them close, and they don't really want, like, Terry is more ambivalent, but Pat doesn't want to leave the house or doesn't want to live where they live. Mm. Um, there's their city, it's their uh, environment and they're, where their friends are you know, the chosen family, the second mm-hmm. family that I think every queer person knows that you create the second family or the, especially for them that went through all those times where 
they were could be arrested by the police in their life ruined at any moment. Uh, and so the second family is so important for them. Mm. But the thing is that Terry's family, the blood family, is completely unaware of that. Yeah. I have to say one of the cringiest moments for me, I mean, there's there were very few, but mm. the, the cringiest moment for me was when, I don't remember what it was, whether it was her niece or someone else in the family who said, I don't care. I kept saying, like, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care. Oh, yeah, Denise. I think it was Denise. And I was, I cringed so hard because I understand how for someone in her position, it sounds like the right thing to say. Like, I don't care, you're You're still still the same person. You're still my own. But the thing is... It was Denise, yeah. It was, it's like ignoring a huge part of the identity. I mean... It's like you haven't changed from you when, in fact, so much has changed. It, it's, it's, I think, completely belittling, belittling the experience and what yeah. it takes to come out. Like, you can see how, actually, they, they do talk about it at one point, mm. how Terry and Pat were completely scared mm-hmm. of coming out. Yeah, they, they, they do tell, they confront the niece, and Terry tells her that she was afraid of her rejecting her. And the niece was like, oh, no, 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 you know, how could you think that? The thing is, you never know in those situations. And you don't get the pressure, the stress. Mm. You don't get the effect of discrimination. The effect of like just hearing all the time that what you are yeah. is not okay, it's bad. You, you can see how the family doesn't understand that. Almost like they're, you know, they're speaking two different languages. Yeah. I mean, it's very interesting to see the dynamics between sort of the, the, the core of the family, like the straight family members. And them slowly coming to the realization that, yes, Annie Terry has a whole secret life Mm -hmm. that she never shared with us because she was afraid that we would, you know, we would not take it well. And I think for, again, for someone in their position, it would be hurtful to think that, that she didn't trust them with that information, which I understand. I think that's what a lot of straight family members go through every day, parents, siblings, whatever. But it's also very indicative of just how terrifying it is that, some you know, even if you have the best relationship with someone, you don't know. And that actually, they have written for it. Mm. Like, Pat's brother rejects her. Yeah, and Terry's brother was awful Yeah, to her. Yeah. And there was, like, talks about her maybe being a lesbian at one point. Mm. And that was very hurtful in the yeah. way it was done. And she says very clearly that she knows that her mom even if she loved her, would have never accepted. Yeah. But I like that Terry said that maybe she thought that her dad knew. Mm. That they never talked about it with her dad. Yeah. I really enjoyed also yeah. the fact yeah. that Terry... I mean, Pat was kind of, like, a lot more progressive and she just didn't give a shit. She still mm-hmm. doesn't give a shit, which makes her look rude to yeah. a lot of her Canadian family members, <laughs> which is understandable. And but closed off. Yeah, and closed off. for Again, for good reasons, when you think about it. But... Uh, Terry shared a story where she actually showed how much internalized homophobia she had when she was younger, when she started playing baseball, and her friend told her, oh, you know that these girls are, like, getting together, and these girls are queer with each other. Yeah, right? And she and this girl who were roommates, they would... Yeah, they were roommates. They, uh... They would barricade themselves yeah. in their room to hide from the lesbians, which I think is hilarious. Like right now, when you think about it in our day and age, um, I'm sure but, some people still do that. Yeah, probably. But at, at that point, you know, it's it's really interesting to think someone who lived in a lesbian relationship for sixty odd years, seventy odd years, 
their beginning was, I'm so afraid of what these women mm. could do to me, which... And there, and there are actually some moments when you yeah. see like how the internalized homophobia still comes into play. Yeah. Like in the way she reacts to some things. Uh, and, but also how, between the beginning and the end of the documentary, how comfortable they become like showing affection in public, which mm. was uh, impossible for them. Yeah. And also how like they can let their guard down, down because the family is there and hasn't betrayed them. Yeah. You, you can see one of the problems is that between Pat and Denise, mm. like they're not actually related. And they actually love each other, mm. but they never manage to communicate. Yeah. And I mean, they do, and there's a huge, like, there's a huge scene and fight, and it's a very emotional moment. Uh, and you can see how you understand why, I mean, watching it, I understood why Pat was so closed off and didn't want to let Denise really in. Yeah. Because she had all the reasons in the world to want to protect herself, and she had, like, apparently a lot of money, mm. <laughs> um, uh, a lot of savings, and that she didn't want to, it was hard for her to open. I came to talk about it because I think that for her it was a life insurance in a way. Yeah, but also when you think about the historical context of, of her life, you know, it's post-Great Depression, mm-hmm. World War II babies, you know, then the Great Generation. I mean, they were born way before World War II. They met during... Yeah, the, yeah, the, but the, like, you know, post, you it's post-Great Depression. Yeah. yeah. So people who... They grew up during the Depression. Clung, who cling to their, to their money, mm-hmm. people who don't trust family members with their money... I think I mean, that, that's pretty clear. I mean, the transgenerational and personal trauma mm. is very clear there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but you can see how Denise doesn't get that. Yeah. And also how for Pat, it's impossible to think that uh, Denise actually, again, I think, uh, cares about her. Yeah. Uh, that's, and wait, there was this, this interview where apparently they became much closer mm. uh, in the last few years. But... It, that fight was needed. Yeah, absolutely. For them to to understand each other, and you see also in like the in like some reflection that the, oh, but you were pioneers. I know you were taking risk. Oh, and I think one of the, the last sentences that we can hear in like maybe not the last one, but the things that they say at the end towards the end of the documentary is like you were breaking the rules. You have always always been breaking the rules, mm. and that's when you can see that at moment of, at that moment at least some of the family members have understood as much as they can, Yeah. how much their owns have had to deal with, to cope with. Mm. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, it's quite remarkable to be living, I mean, and some people still live in this reality to this day, whether it's because of their sexuality or gender identity or race or mm. religion, but it's it's amazing to think that someone survived in a relationship for 60 plus years knowing that every day potentially could be their destruction, mm-hmm. knowing that the world wouldn't accept them, um, not at least not entirely, mm-hmm. knowing that even after they came out, the world wouldn't accept them. And, you know, we're in the 2020s right now. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's, it's kind of amazing to think how much stress every day would be. And I think that's something that um, a lot of people now yeah. don't know how to appreciate. There's one thing that I kind of regret. Mm. I mean, maybe would have made the movie, the documentary, too political. But the timeline is not super clear. It became more clear after reading articles and understanding, like, when the end happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but at one point they decide to, so they go to a nursing home where they live, and then they decide to leave in the end to go back to Canada mm-hmm. and be close to the family. And I'd like to see also how maybe the change in the political climate in the U.S. played into that? this. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Because yeah. the because the movie started before, like like Obama was president mm. when this starts, mm. and that the election and everything, and we don't talk about it. Mm. It's not talk, talked about it a lot in the movie. Yeah, and I, it's a bit of a I think it's a bit of a shame. Mm. I can understand why they wouldn't want to do it, but I can understand why they would want to go to Canada, also. Because you know they just gained new recognition. They're gaining like they get, can get married. They got they're getting married. They got married. Mm. They were getting like this feeling of being accepted, and then you see an uh, overtly homophobic person becomes president. Mm. And so, yeah, I think. It would have probably know. been interesting to see that or to read about it or to talk about it later, maybe not within the context of the yeah. movie, because I love how the movie was just concentrated on this one family. Yeah, but it could have had a bit of a hint, because, you know, if you look, talk about love and talk about like the narrative there or like just the journey, mm. the environment, the political context does matter. If you see it as like in terms of, if you do like a minority stress, uh, reading of it like oh, you seeking that perspective you can see how much stress they were under the minority stress how they found support within each other how with each other how they also found supports with their friends their second family how they build their identity around this idea of hiding how it shifts when they come out of their family to the point where they got married and at the wedding the Chosen and the blood family finally meet. Yeah, that was a beautiful moment. That's beautiful. Um, so maybe having this feeling that there's a step back, such an important step back for them li- while living in the US. I just wonder. I just wonder. Maybe that didn't factor at all in their decision to come back to Canada, but maybe it did. And I think that if it did, it's a shame it wasn't mentioned because it would have really exp- like shown. Well, that is also important. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, most people of their generation are conservative and would yeah. vote for, yeah. you know, Republicans, even though they're Canadian, so they, they had a green card, they didn't vote in the U.S. As far as I know, people no, green cards no. don't vote, do they? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Sorry, no idea. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it's interesting that they would live in this nursing home. And I remember that, the I think the first question that Terry asked when they were introduced mm-hmm. to this lady at the nursing home is, oh, do you think they would accept us? I mean, it was actually about saying, oh, did you have any... I don't, I don't know, we don't hear who asked the question, I think. Mm. So, oh, we never had the same gender... Yeah, we had family it's members really, who are same-gender yeah. couples, but we never had a same-gender couple here. We probably talk about same-sex, but yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then, Terry, you can see how much strength she needs at that moment. Mm. How much courage she needs to say, oh, because we are a couple. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, like, it's an amazing bird's-eye view of someone's evolution in their sexuality and their own acceptance and also understanding that the world that they were born into has changed. Mm. Better or worse, it has changed. Mm. And in terms of the recognition of queer relationships, it has improved, at least in Canada and the US to a certain degree. If you look at the 40s and yeah, 30s. Yeah, for sure, like, yeah. <laughs> and at least in Canada, clearly. Yeah. 
So it's it's just really interesting to see that entire timeline unfold through the eyes of a single family. Yeah. And retrospectively um, as well. So it's and the fact that uh, you know the people the person who uh, who directed the documentary as a family member also makes it super intimate. Mm. It makes it very close. It ma- it gives them access to so many materials like those pictures and those letters, the letters that they wrote to each other where they would rip off the bottom because they didn't want their names to be traced back to them. Like that, yeah. that is something that shakes you up when you watch it. Right now, as a young queer person living in the 21st yeah. century um so it's an incredibly important piece of work yeah and i would say that if you haven't seen it yeah just watch it just watch it it yeah. doesn't matter what letter of the lgbtq plus you <laughs> identify with i think it's super yeah. important to you, see you don't have to be a woman or like in a relationship with a woman mm. a woman in a relationship with a woman mm. to um really enjoy uh, the movie and learn from it mm. and you were thinking about something mm. uh, we were talking about it like or the family dynamics also, mm. is that Pat was kind of accepted in Terry's family mm. when they first visited her parents mm-hmm. um, because she was this orphan girl. Mm-hmm. She had no one. Her yeah. parents were dead. And so she was accepted in the family because of her loss. Mm. And it's great because it did provide her like, with support mm. and a form of acceptance, even if they, of course, didn't know everything, even though the dad might have. But in the end, when they finally get married, uh, Pat gets her family, but not out of loss, out of love. Yeah. Yeah, it really comes full circle. Yeah. You're getting choked up, aren't you? Well, I'm fine. <laughs> okay, because I am. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyways, watch A Secret Love. Definitely give it a second watch if your poor heart can stand it. Mm-hmm. Um, take a look at the interview that we will link in the commentary to this episode because it's a an important puzzle piece yeah i think of all the stuff that was left out and i'm sure there was a lot of stuff that was left out and i'm pretty sure that we'll see like more interviews and things coming uh like out about yeah and this documentary and maybe like it'd be great to see more interviews of pat and yeah but i think i think what makes this this movie so great this documentary so great is that yeah it's about pat and terry but it's also about so many people yeah that we will never know yeah so it's uh yeah it's incredibly important to see. It's everyone's history. It's everyone's story. Uh, we all probably know, knew a person who had to hide themselves at that time mm-hmm. for whatever reason. So um, it's inspiring. It's really inspiring, and it really makes it really puts our current everyday troubles into a really large perspective. So yeah, being queer uh, uh, is not like a twenty uh, 21st century thing. Mm. Um, I mean, it was existed way before Pat and Terry as well. But it's good to see also, yeah, know your history. And also it's in terms of human journey. Yeah. Like it's just, yeah, it's just really, really, really good documentary. It's why we wanted to make an episode about it. Yeah. We need to disrupt our plans that we will maybe one day (laughs) manage to... Uh, complete our series yeah. or even start it from ahead I mean point. we had started it which was just not good enough to be yeah. <laughs> but I was just thinking that you know whenever we talk about queer history we always talk about pride mm-hmm. we talk about Stonewall we talk about all those other things and those, are, those are the quiet gays as uh, yeah. I guess we yeah. saying those are like the, the loud queer people that of course everyone is thankful yeah. to but a lot of the times the quiet history gets yeah. lost 
And I think this documentary really lends an ear mm -hmm. to those kinds of stories that are perhaps quieter, but are equally as important. Yeah, absolutely. So what did you think about A Secret Love? Um, is there something that you would like to tell us? Is there something you would like to share? Some feelings, thoughts, tears, so we are ready for that. Just send us a direct message on Twitter or tweet at us. Send us an email and we will hopefully come out with a new episode in, I'm going to say, a month. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Take care of yourselves, wash your hands, and stay away from older people. And for everyone? And yeah, just stay away from people. Social distance. Social distancing. Bye. Bye.